everybody. Special, special. Here's my thing on how I'm going to do this review. So, first of all, sorry for it being late. I had tickets for Thursday, and it was in the theater where it was just going to be a couple people. Thank God. But I was going to go on Friday. But the theater is just entirely too packed, man. And and even though I'm cool with being back in the theater, I'm paranoid with how many people are actually coming to the theaters. Because mofos will just act like they ain't sick and just pass it along. So that's that's just how it is. All right. So now, listen. People, people, people. This is a big thing for me as a comic book fan, as a Black Panther fan. Wakanda Forever is bringing in one of my favorite comic book characters in Namor or Cuckoo Khan. Listen, my excitement level has been high for the longest, so it's been extremely frustrating waiting the extra two days to go see this movie. Okay, I'm just letting you guys know. In my pain and suffering, just to give you guys a quality review from my point of view, okay? <laughs> but anyway, so, um, listen, I got a lot of expectations for this movie, but I don't have the type of expectations that I wanted because my Black Panther is not here right now. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, if you guys have been living under a rock, has passed away from, um, I forget what type of cancer, um, and I don't want to get it incorrect because I want to respect the man, um, and I feel bad that I don't remember off the top of my head, um, because I was just discussing it with a friend of mine, um, but it's extremely difficult to talk about a character such as Black Panther, when we look at it and say, this guy literally was the prototypical guy that fit the character that was originally created. Like, he had the charisma, he had the, the aggression, he had the chill, he had the family, he had the the, the, the background, like all of the stuff that you would think you would need for a specific character, that was him. And, you know, for a lot of characters in Marvel, there really isn't that type of connection with a, a primary superhero like Chadwick Boseman was with the Black Panther. Like, yes, we can see Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. being the same person. But if you look at how Tony Stark was originally created, Robert Downey Jr. was not Tony Stark. If you look at how Chris Evans is with Captain America, and if you look at how it was built, that ain't Captain America. Like Chris Helmsworth, I respected Chris Helmsworth more in the second Thor movie of the portrayal than any other movie that was put out there. Because I feel like they turned Thor into a comedy act. Now, while so many other people are entertained by that, I just didn't feel like it was needed. But it was needed because Marvel fans have turned into, if it's not fun, it's not enjoyable. We have to realize, Marvel Comics had a lot of comic characters that was not fun. Like literally recently, like in the 90s and the 2000s, they turned Thor into a, a, a I have to be stronger than the next person type of character. That wasn't his style. His style was always rushing to the battle because nobody can stop him. Not I'm the strongest Avenger. Like Really? And then they and then Marvel turns that into a joke. You know, it was cool to get Scott Lang as Ant-Man, but ultimately 
we didn't we didn't get a chance to get the original Ant-Man and Wasp. So they created the younger version, which if you go off the timeline of how the comics was, that only happened recently. Like Hank Pym was Ant-Man for quite a while. So it's it's interesting to have this talk about how Marvel does things and how DC does things. And I don't want to make this a DC versus Marvel thing because this is all about Black Panther here. But literally, we found a movie that brought us a character that legitimately was the comic up until a certain point where it was just like, all right, now you're trying to bring something that isn't there. Which is why I respect how Ryan Coogler portrayed the character in the original Black Panther and how they used that portrayal in Civil War. That was the Black Panther from the comics. I don't care what you do. I run my own country. This is how I'm going to do it. Oh, you think you're going to sneak vibranium? All right, guess what? We got you. And then slowly, they started turning Chadwick Boseman's character into a comedy act. I wasn't feeling it. Like, I'll give you an example. Infinity War, when they first got to Wakanda to get um, the, the stone out of... Why am I blanking on all these characters? To get the stone out of... Um, Vision, Jesus. You know, they get off the plane, the first thing they say is, you know, you got to bow to, you know, the, your majesty. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't do that here. Like, you know, something like that didn't have to be in the movie. Now, I'll admit it was funny. But with the way that Black Panther's character is... He probably would have said, we don't do that here. He probably just looked at him and looked at everybody else with a, with an evil snug. But when he said it, he had an evil smug. So, so it fit. He still was in character fitting how the betrayal was straight from the comics. So I respected him for that. And I'm getting off topic. So we're going to talk about this movie here. All right. I got some time before I get to the theater. It's a little bit of traffic out here. So I'm glad I left the house early. So look, check this out. Wakanda Forever. What am I expecting from Wakanda Forever? Obviously, I'm expecting what happens in the comics to become the next Black Panther. Now, originally, I believe they were probably going to do this eventually. But let's just be honest. As long as Chad Bozeman was going to be here with us, he was going to be the Black Panther. And then now we're recently finding out that he's been sick since a few movies before shooting Black Panther. But for this movie, I'm, I'm expecting a lot of emotion because we cannot let this guy pass and not have any emotion in this film. And it's more than likely going to happen early in the film because I think they want to do it and get it out of the way and let everyone's emotions uh, reach to a certain point that it doesn't kill the story of the film. Um let's just say an hour in, let's just, let's, let's get this emotion out of our way, let's, let's bless this man that gave us this great character, let's bless this man that has given us all this great work, let's bless this man who was an amazing man in the, in the beginning of the film, and I believe that is the direction that they're going to go for the beginning of the movie, and in, in perfect Ryan Coogler fashion, I believe he's going to do that plus and still, the in, the intro of the movie. Now, I 
admit I've seen too many trailers. Normally when it's a movie that I'm excited to see, I try to see at least two of the trailers. I think I've seen like five, and, and I think they put out like five different trailers, and I think I just did entirely too much. And I think when thir- certain things are going to happen in this film, I'm going to be underwhelmed because I've already seen it. Um, but, you know, with this particular movie, they kind of hit it a few times that certain things happened off the coast of Africa in past movies like Endgame and um, uh, uh, I forget the other movie, geez. Um, I want to say like the first Avengers, they had like a dot that was right off of the coast of Africa um, along with Wakanda or Wakanda, how uh, they, uh, Bruce Banner said it, Wakanda? I think we're finally going to get that film. Um, so when it came to Atlantis, and I don't think they call it Atlantis in this movie, when it came to Atlantis, um, they also had some materials that came to them when Wakanda got the, um, this is sad, I should be doing reviews when I have to draw blanks, um, the vibranium, Jesus Christ. When they got vibranium, uh, some more elements came and, and went into the ocean as well. So I think they're going to justify that part of it. Um, and I think that's one of what, what is going to initially cause the war. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just going off of what I remember from reading comics. Um... Namor, or Koku Khan, is one of those characters that is is literally the water version of T'Challa, if you guys are familiar with the comics. So basically, he is, uh, we live in this place, nobody needs to come here, we have what we already have to survive, we don't need anyone else. And as soon as somebody tries to figure out how they can get what we got, we're going to make sure that it doesn't exist to them. And that's how Wakanda used to operate. But now we see that coming from the last Black Panther movie, Wakanda has opened up and started to do more things. Now, as, as we see this, I think that's where the conflict is going to come. Because so many people wanted Wakanda to open up and be more available to the world and in doing that it's just like when we say we give the people an inch everybody want to take the full rope when you're digging for whether it can be fossils or gold or things like that you're not just going to dig in one spot you're going to try to see if you can find something that was around that particular area as well and I think that's where uh, the underwater Atlantis is going to come in because I think people were digging where they had no business digging. Um, I really don't... I, I have a feeling that since Chadwick Boseman is not in this movie, they're probably going to have a situation where they're going to try to figure out how they can, A redo the heart shape or B, take a while before they actually physically show a Black Panther or C, they just threw a curveball at us and probably don't have a Black Panther in the film at all. And I think it's going to be B and A a little bit. Now, I have a feeling that they're probably going to say, listen, we already had this place situated just in case somebody was going to burn it down blah, blah, blah. You know how it goes. Um, and, I, and I feel like that's going to be a, a huge role in what the film is going to put out. Um, now, let's, let's try to match up the past movie with this movie. Um, we get the new star, Riri, Riri Williams, who is Ironheart, 
Um, I believe she's going to be the first major person in the outreach program that was created from the original Black Panther movie. Now, I, I think by this time, they probably had the outreach program going for a while and they didn't, you know, set foot and give everybody the, the 100% tools that they needed, but just had the funding and the information. I think this is going to be the first person that they actually put it to the side and say, listen, we got all this. We can give you this and make what you are creating, what we've seen you create into something that nobody has ever had before. So I think Riri Williams is going to be that first player for that. Um, when it comes to Shuri, I think Shuri's going to have a lot of emotion because this is her brother after losing her father. A lot of emotion in this is going to come from Shuri. Um, ultimately, I don't want to say what I want to say because even if I'm correct, I feel like it's going to be a spoiler. Um, but ultimately, I think she's going to have one of the biggest roles in this film. It was like she was almost like a side character just because of the situation. But if you guys know the history of Black Panther, Shuri had just a big of a role as the Black Panther. Everything that operated with the Black Panther, Shuri had hands on. So it's not like, hey, check this out what I got, and then we don't see her for another 20, 30 minutes. That's how they kind of sort of treated her until the end of the original Black Panther film. I don't think that, I think that's out the window for this one. Um, I have some theories about some characters, but I don't think they will appear in this movie. Uh, first character being Ulysses Claw. Yes, for everybody that knows, Ulysses Claw died in the previous Black Panther movie. But if you are a true comic book fan, you know that Ulysses Claw never dies in the comics. His body has been fused with vibranium so much and so often that his body turns into pure vibranium. But not the type of vibranium that everybody is building with. That's indestructible, that type of thing. Uh, Killmonger. I think Killmonger's going to make an appearance now. But not how you think. So in a normal situation when they probably would have used Chad with Bozeman in a situation, and I'm not going to say what for, I think they're going to use Killmonger. Now, in my ending review... I promise you I won't say if it's true or not, but I think he's going to make an appearance. I won't I won't spoil that. Um what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? I already know Martin Freeman is coming back uh as the general. That's already been announced. Um I think they're going to try to figure out how to include another future Avenger or current Avenger in this movie. Um but I just don't know which one. Um, and that's the one that I'm thinking about. I think they're just going to add one thing to this movie that will have me thinking. And I'm not sure, so I won't even put it out there. I'll just put out the fact that I know it's going to be another Avenger that's going to probably pop up in this movie. Um... All in all, I'm expecting a lot of great things from this movie. I've been staying away from reviews and bombs because so many people are just... I realize that I don't agree with a lot of the ways that reviews have been told about movies that I enjoy and about movies that I don't like at all. Um, so with this one, it's been a couple weeks since I've seen Adam. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm at the theater. I'm about to grab my popcorn so y'all can leave me a heck alone. So, uh, let's go, man. I'll see you guys in three hours for me, good God. And one minute for you. Let's go. Woo. Okay. Wow. Um, listen. 
First off, I just want to say, Ryan Coogler, you are the man. Like, there's no debate. Zero. Um, Beautiful colors, beautiful film, beautiful story. Everything was just so amazing. Um, Wow. So I'm I'm doing this fresh out. I love doing these fresh out because everything is fresh on my mind. But there's so many things to break down on this one movie. I know for sure, just trying to not spoil it, I'm going to forget the stuff that I want to say that is really not a spoiler that will get you excited to even take a viewpoint of this movie. Um, wow. You're going to hear me say wow a lot. Like, literally, just wow. Um, first, let's just say this. The way that they honored Chadwick Boseman. Not a dry eye in the movie theater, bro. Not a dry eye in the movie theater. It was that... It was so amazing. Um, I fought hard. And it, it took to the end credits for me to just say, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. It was tough, man. It was tough. Um, beautiful. Beautiful. How they just honored his life, honored his role as this character. It was beautiful. Um, now I'm going to go with the characters. Um, I know I'm going to forget a lot of the characters' names, so forgive me. Um, let's just say this, okay? Okay. I'm just still in awe right now, y'all. Like, you just don't understand. Um, to know Kuerta as Prince Namor, Kuku Khan. Amazing. Freaking amazing. Perfect. I have nothing to say. N- nothing. Zero. Nothing bad. Keep this man with Ryan Coogler at all costs, because I feel like if they put him with any other director in Marvel, they will make a joke out of it. His role, his reasoning for what he did, his actions, his love, his hate, you felt every single bit of it. Um... Before I go to the rest of the cast, I'm just going to say this. This movie is two hours and 46 minutes long. Never felt like it, except maybe the very beginning, after the the the, the scenes that you've seen from the trailer. It, was, it wasn't slow because it was a bad part of the movie. It was slow because it really didn't have much to say at that point. Um, but it definitely got there. When it got there, it got there fast. Wow. Um, Letitia Wright as Shuri. Um, listen. Um, she was amazing. Obviously, she had to be the star of this film because of how tragic everything had happened. Um, she killed the role, man. She, she took it by her hands. She squeezed it, got all the juice out of it and, and created a beverage that was just so amazing. I have not one thing to say bad about the way she acted in this film. You felt the pain and I think because they filmed this so close to Chadwick passing that you really felt the pain from every character in this movie. 
Like, it was there. Um, again, I'm going to say something else before I continue with the rest of the cast. Um, that had major roles. Um, for about two hours of this movie, it did not feel like a superhero movie. And I think that's why I truly enjoy a lot of Ryan Coogler's movies. Because if the superhero doesn't need to exist, it doesn't have to be there. Like, it, it really felt like the type of movie that you can easily slide into a comic book movie. And no one would blink an eye. Um, Angela Bassett is trying to win an award for how she played her role in this movie. Angela Bassett gave every ounce of acting and personal personalization and feel in this movie that just felt so... Every word, I was so happy that they gave a couple lines in the trailer, but I honestly wish that the speeches that she gave in the trailers were not in the trailers because it would have hit so much more powerful, even though they were already powerful when she delivered it while watching this movie. Could you imagine not hearing that and then going to the movie and hearing that? Especially the way that she delivered it, it would have been ridiculous how everyone would have acted in the movie. It would have been ridiculous how everyone would have acted in the movie. It was so amazing. Um, Dominique Thorne, who played Riri Williams, uh, Ironheart. They never mentioned the name Ironheart in the film. And... I felt different on different phases about this character. I won't explain why, because the things that I hated will be a spoiler. But the things that I loved about her character was the fact that she was put on a, a pace that had to be done. But if she didn't exist in this Black Panther world, I probably would have been okay with that. But she was just as a part of this film as anyone else could have been. If you take her out, you take out a huge chunk of a lot of things that happened in this movie. So she was very much so needed. Now, where they use her character from here on, I would really like to see. Um, there were two specific cameos in this movie. Um, I won't say when and where it happens, but one of them came up, and the first thing I said was, okay, this is why this decision was made. And another cameo came up, and the first thing I said was, Oh, Lord, this this mofo again? I already know they about to do something crazy. But it kind of wasn't crazy. But the person that I'm saying this about did something in the film that kind of made no sense because for a country like Wakanda that is so techno technologically advanced, what she did makes absolutely no sense because someone would have found out that she did what she did. Even if it's something extremely minor, like they are detecting this thing. The only thing they couldn't detect in Wakanda was something that basically they already have. So it's, it's something that was undetectable to them because it didn't feel like it needed to be detected. But something like that from what this, what this person did it, it just felt like they they threw in an, uh, a, a pen on the script on something just because Marvel wanted this character to have something in there 
that made them feel validated. It didn't made no sense. Um, and if I do a spoiler one, I'll explain to why I say that. Um, Mabel Kadena, who played Namora, loved the character. Um, she had strong points in the film, but for where she was in the script, I kind of felt like they could have gave a little bit more. But the story wasn't about her, so I will be okay with that. Um, Michaela Cole, who played Anika, she's new to the Dora Milaje. You see her in the trailer. She had the spears. I mean, not the spears. She had the, um, oh, I forget what you call them. I love their character. But once again, Marvel did something at the very end of the movie that they just had to, for- it did not need to be there. And I know my boy is going to see this and say, Irv, you always say this, but they kind of had to throw it in. It did not have to be there. It really didn't. And the movie, it, it kind of, it sucked because the character, like, that could be in a different movie at the very beginning and we would be fine. But when you throw it in at the very end of the movie, instead of building it up, like, they had a chance. The very beginning of the movie, they had a chance. And I'm not going to say what it is, but when I say stuff like this, people already know what it is. But the very beginning of the movie, you had a chance to build up to it. And it would have been fine. But you just did it at the end of the movie and it felt forced. When are we going to stop this? Do you realize you could have so many people in this world that would love this character even more if you just make it a staple, not something that has to be thrown in a film just to fulfill something. Especially with how powerful, how amazing, and how great this person did in the film. You just, and I know people are going to look at me like I'm crazy and listen to this like I'm crazy, but you just lowered it just to to make it feel like it needed to be something there for that. And I and I hate that because that's the last thing that I see. And now it makes me feel like that that's the most memorable part of these two specific characters. I'm telling you, people, I would not think like this if they would just stop doing this. You have a two hour and 46 minute movie and you telling me you couldn't take three minutes. Three minutes. Because the character, both of the characters are main characters. Like, they set her up. They did so many things. Shuri did stuff for her. Shuri did some things that the Dora Milaje didn't like when she was a part of the Doras. And it that role got built. The entire film. That part got built. The entire film. Do you realize, the first time that Okoye says something to her. And then another member of the Dora says something to her. You can build it from there. Literally. Then they had another part. That they could have did it as well again. And they didn't do it. Now that I think about it. It was, an, it was two more... All right, I'm going to end it. I'm going to stop saying what I'm saying because people are going to think that I'm thinking one way. But please, people, please, people, please, people, stop forcing different things toward the ends of these films just to fit a quota. And honestly, there were three things that happened in this movie that was thrown in to fit a quota. Different quotas. You don't have to do that. Especially when you're making a three-hour movie, that could easily make it make sense. 
that hurts, man, because Michaela Cole played her ass off in this film. Oh, my gosh, she played her ass. If anybody does not mention her in this movie, you're not paying You only pay attention to one thing. Michaela Cole, much respect. Uh, who am I going through now? Uh, Denai Guerrero as Okoye. Once again, powerful. It was it was a, it was a spot in the middle of the movie where she let her heart go, and Angela Bassett just threw her heart right back at her chest, and that back and forth was beautiful, beautiful. And then it was another part of the film that Okoye, and this, and this is what Marvel likes to do, but it's okay because the situation made sense to put that joke in there. I did get a chuckle, okay? I got I got a few chuckles. Now, Denai Guerrero, I mean, Okoye has a spot in this film that is extremely important. For the continuation of the Marvel Universe. Especially as a Dora Milaje. And I really truly respect the way that Ryan Coogler and the other writers are truly going by the comics to fulfill the story of this part of Marvel. It's beautiful. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. Nakia had a role in this film and it was extremely fulfilled. She had a specific role and it was fulfilled. Okay? It was hard to say she had to do a certain amount of stuff because of what was put on the plate. But there were certain parts of this film where I was like, all right, Nikia, you the woman. Take TCB, baby, take care of business. And she, it's not a spoiler, but she was a spy in the previous movies. And she put her spy work to the T, baby. It was beautiful. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you, Lupita. Thank you. Um, Winston Duke as Lord Mbaku. Glory to Anuma. Uh, if you was upset at the fact that he didn't have a lot to do uh, in the previous Black Panther movie, ladies and gentlemen, give him some love on this one. Um, once again, he realized a lot of things that could be changed, a lot of things that would be done because of the situation at hand. And he was at the front of the lines being part of Wakanda. So if you guys remember from the, the story from the first, the Jabari tribe became their own area. They became Jabari land. Even though they were still technically Wakandans, they were not a part of that technological part of Wakanda. So basically they created a, a mountain suburb of Wakanda. But Lord Mbaku, man, and I'll say this, Lord Mbaku might be the only character that is not fully the version of the comics. But the way that the story is going, he kind of cannot. And that's Okay. Winston Duke, much respect, brother. Um, I can't say much more without spoiling 
his role in this film, so I won't. Um, I'll even give some of the doors some love. Uh, Florence Kasumba, who plays Ao, if you guys remember her, she's the second hand, second in charge with the doors. She didn't have a huge role, but it was a lot of situations in the movie where she took over and and made it a point, made it a big point that she was there. And it's weird, because you see the door melage all through the films, but you only see Okoye and Ayo do due do diligence. Uh, Martin Freeman is Evan Ross. Can't really say much about his character, because it'll be spoiler territory. But um, I'll just say this. His role could have been better. But he couldn't give as much as he could. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing? Am I missing someone? I don't think I'm missing anyone. Okay. So I went through the, the big, the big, the big, 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 big people. Um, so in my preview, I was talking about Atlantis, but Atlantis was called Talokan. The way that they did the colors, the visual of Talokan was so amazingly beautiful. You think they want to do something with a place that's so far underwater that you can't pull out the colors and things like that. like Kind of like how Avatar does. Yep. They found a way to do it. And it looked amazing. So amazing. As Luther says, so amazing. It was beautiful, man. Talu Khan is a beautiful place. Um... And I won't say any more because, once again, it's spoiler territory of why Talukan comes into play. Um, they technically did not say... They did, but they kind of didn't say how Namor, or Namor, didn't turn blue... As a part of, you know, the whole thing. But they did mention something about him that will draw attention to a lot of people who were paying attention when he said it. And I, once again, I can't say nothing because it's going to be spoiler. Um, but yes, um, it was crazy. Um... a lot of things that happened in this movie that uh, made sense. But there was a few things that made absolutely no sense. And I guess they had to figure out a way to do some things to end the movie. Otherwise, we'd have still been in the theater right now. Because the situation of how they had to handle... Talu Khan, Namor, and his people for Wakanda, it literally made no sense, okay? But, like I said, they had to have something, otherwise we'd still be in the theater right now. Or maybe not. Maybe it might have been like Infinity War. Wakanda Forever Part (laughs) 1, 
Wakanda Forever Part 2. But, um, let me break down my, my three, my three ranges. So the start of the movie was basically a lot. Uh, it was beautiful. The dedication was beautiful. The story was beautiful. The lead up was nice. Cool. The middle of the movie, where you got through the whole meat and potatoes of why everything was going on, you got to see Talu Khan, you got to find out what the new uh, member of the Marvel Universe is about. Greatly written. There was a f- couple things in there that kind of felt a little bit too long. Like they could have cut out maybe like 30 seconds here and there for some things. Well, other than that, the middle was good. And the, and the ending of the movie, I don't think it could have ended any other way. If it would have ended differently, um, like I said, it would have been Wakanda Forever Part 1 uh, and Wakanda Forever Part 2. I do like that how Wakanda has their Wakanda Forever. Talukan had their own. Uh, I forget what they said before they said Talukan. And I was just like, okay. So they building it to be two separate, but basically the same kind of living areas. I, don't, I can't say countries because Talukan technically in a country, but I guess it is. Um, but yeah. So basically they did everything and it was like a mirror. One on land and one on water. Um, I feel like if I say anything else, I'd be spoiling it. I actually did a very good job of not spoiling it. I'll just say this. The cameos are good cameos. Uh, the cameos give you a decision of why certain things happen, um, in the movie. Um, and I won't say one specifically to Shuri because if I do, then you'll figure out why certain things happen. Okay. Um, now the bad part is me saying that the people that saw the movie will think it's a spoiler, but it. To anybody that didn't see the movie, you have no clue what I'm talking about. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, I can't think of anything else. I don't think I need to think of anything else. Now, it's time to rate this movie. I've been going on for 30 minutes. Um, first off... As my own personal rating, this is a, if I can give anything higher than a five, I would, this has to be a film, just as a film needs to be seen, like, if you want to take out the 30 to 45 minutes of superhero stuff, my, by all means, have at it, and you'll still have a good movie, this was a good film, for what it was, and once again shows us how America thinks about things. And you can say it's not everyone in America, by all means, you'll be lying to yourself. Because we're not talking about all of America, we're talking about the America of important people that think about things a certain way. Um... As a movie critic, I would put it between a four and a five because of a lot of the the stuff that kind of draw drawn out. But it's definitely closer to five than it is four. Especially if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a Chadwick Boseman fan, if you if you enjoyed the first Wakanda Black Panther movie, you gotta see this one. You have to. Now 
what you really all came to see and listen to. Does this have a post-credit scene? It does not have a post-credit scene, but it has a mid-credit scene. And the mid-credit scene is very important to how they're going to continue with this character. And I think it's interesting how they did it because it can solve some things that can basically stop the talk for a lot of stuff. If you don't see it, if you haven't seen it, you have no clue what I'm talking about. But I think it, it stopped a lot of conversations to how they will continue the storyline in the future. And I won't say how. It was needed to continue the future of this character. But the thing that's scary is, if this wasn't included, what would they have added? Okay, bro, taking up two parking spaces. Um, so listen. After seeing this movie, this is a definite must-see. Everyone must go out and see it. Now, I waited because the theaters were so amazingly crowded. Um, and I went early. I'm glad I went early because now I got the full day to myself. The sun is still out. Um, but as I was coming out, the theater was extremely packed. So if you are a person that likes to still go to the movies, but the, the amount of people in the theater still scares you, wait a minute. It's okay to wait till like a Monday or a Tuesday. Okay. So, enjoy yourself. There's a mid-credit scene, sorry. There's no post-credit scene. So, if you want to stay through the credits, all you're going to see is Black Panther will return. And Namor will return. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to this hour-long review. Um... There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot that I still have to say, but I kept my mouth shut because anything else that I would say outside of what I gave you would be 100% spoilers. Um, I appreciate you all uh, comment on Twitter, Big Earth 716, the Facebook group, Big Earth versus the people. Uh, I love you guys, man. As always, thank you for listening. I'll holler at you guys later. Peace out.